Welcome to the Inside Eco Devo podcast. I'm your host, Eric Thurman. And on this episode, we're talking about Missouri St. Louis region. And sitting down with us is a guest who's going to speak very pointedly on the subject, and I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Taylor Majra. I am DED's regional manager for the St. Louis region and very happy to be back here today recording the podcast because we did this a while back when I was in a different role with DED on the ARPA grants. So. That's that's right. Well, welcome yeah, back. Thanks. I, You know, it's a good thing that you mentioned that. We haven't done a whole lot of episodes here, but we've done enough that I blanked on that. So I'm glad <laughs> that you said that. Anybody who wants to hear more about uh, the ARPA tour. It's kind of already done and wrapped up, but still good information there. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But we're going to be diving into the St. Louis region. And Taylor, thanks for being here and giving us uh, some good information to come, I'm sure. So let's just dive in. And this first question is kind of open-ended, but tell me about the St. Louis region. Sure. Yeah. So the St. Louis region is kind of defined differently depending on who you're talking to. So for DED's purposes, we define the St. Louis region as the city of St. Louis, St. Louis County, Franklin County, Jefferson County, and St. Charles County. So uh, when you look at the map of Missouri and how we have the state all divided up, we look a little smaller than some of the other regions, but we are very, very mighty and have a lot of exciting activity going on there. As far as like industries go and everything, um, we have a lot of really booming industries in the St. Louis region, advanced manufacturing, transportation and logistics. I mean, that makes sense being in the middle middle of the country there. Ag tech, biosciences, IT. There's lots of really exciting stuff going on in the region. I mean, St. Louis in itself, a city of diversity, it's industries matching mm-hmm. that. Can you kind of give like, you know, an idea of the driving factors of some of those main industries and why they're in St. Louis versus another region in Missouri? I think it's uh, real estate that tends to be the phrase location, location, location. (laughs) But I think economic development really rings true with that as well. And I think that is one of Missouri as a whole and St. Louis's uh, biggest selling points is our location. We're in the middle of the United States. And that is really fantastic for companies that are shipping stuff around or want to bounce back and forth between things going on on the coast. And so that is a huge asset for the St. Louis region. We briefly, you know, mentioned diversity in in the St. Louis area. I'm sure that extends to its workforce and you have to have a very diverse workforce for that diverse amount of industry there. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit about the St. Louis region's workforce? Sure. I know that's, you know, it's kind of hard to pin that down, I'm sure. But just, I, I think maybe if, you know, businesses are looking to expand here or move here in Missouri, that's a big selling point of of what we have to offer. So can you kind of go down that rabbit hole for us? (laughs) It definitely is a rabbit hole. (laughs) Happy to dip my toes in there. You definitely hit the nail on the head that diverse businesses, we need diverse workforce. And there's a lot of things going on in the St. Louis region to help attract that workforce and cater to it and care for it. There's a lot of innovation going on, which is exciting and it catches people's attention. It makes it exciting to be a part of the St. Louis region. I won't sugarcoat it or look through rose-colored glasses. I mean, workforce is something that across the country is a challenge and St. Louis is not immune to that. As a region, as a whole, you know, we have St. Charles County in our region. Uh, Wentzville, for example, is just booming. I grew up there, and the the community that Wentzville is now compared to when my parents built their house there almost 30 years ago, it's night and day difference. It's grown so much, and that's fantastic for businesses that are looking to grow, expand, locate into the St. Louis area. That's a huge asset, that growing community. 
So we're kind of just talking broadly about the St. Louis region, giving the listeners a context of the region. This is the first one of these that we're going to do. We're planning on talking to other regional managers from the different regions around the state. Can you give us just a little bit of, you know, what sets St. Louis region apart from the other regions? Not so much in a competitive way, but just kind of a a contextual way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what's special to me and what makes St. Louis stand out um, from my perspective, being um, an economic development from the state's perspective here, there's a lot of strong opinions about the St. Louis region, that's for sure. But once you're there in the community, meeting with business leaders and community leaders, there is such a sense of pride in the area. I'm always impressed by the amount of heart that people have for the community at large. I'm sure there's more about St. Louis that we can dive into that kind of gives the listeners, you know, context of the region. But let's kind of switch gears just a little bit and talk about the role of a regional manager. Can you kind of give us, you know, a day in the life of a regional manager? What do you guys do and how do you go about doing it? Yeah, yeah. So regional engagement as a whole, whether you're a regional manager or a project manager, no two days are the same, um, which is really fun. We do a lot of similar work for different projects that we're working on, but you're constantly communicating with different businesses and community leaders on hopeful growth that's coming, projects that are coming down down the line that we can be a part of, hopefully, with, at the state level, and help see businesses expand and grow and locate in, in the region. So beyond those meetings with companies on potential projects, we also do business retention and expansion visits, BRE visits. Um, and they're kind of like, you can think of them as you know, like a checkup with businesses. So we go in and we meet with some of their leaders there and just check in. How's business going? We keep a pulse on what's going on across our communities. And then we report that back and it bring it back up to the state level. And we can use that to guide legislative priorities that de- the department puts forward for the legislative session, so on and so forth. So it's good for us to keep a pulse as DED. It's good for us to have a pulse on what's going on so that we can tailor our programs to help our communities and businesses as best as possible. And so regional engagement really is the boots on the ground there. Any commonalities that you find when you speak to these businesses, whether they're in the same industry or different? I I don't know if that's per region, but is there commonalities that you're hearing that you're like, this is the main focus because we keep hearing the same thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, workforce, as we mentioned earlier, workforce is a pain point for, for a lot of companies, which We have our Missouri One Start program. That is a great resource and tool that a lot of companies aren't aware of that we have the opportunity to share that program with. So great resource there. Childcare is another huge issue. I think that spans obviously across all counties, across the state, across the country. We have legislative priorities at the department. It's likely that we're going to see some priorities that the department advocates for about childcare because that's going to help our businesses stay in business and grow. And when you're working with the businesses, you know, you're doing these check-ins, you might be, you know, establishing relations for the first time. How does that process work? That, you know, if you're thinking about a Mo partnership, they're actively like seeking businesses and trying to convince them to come over to Missouri. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you're working with like already established businesses. So how does that narrative between regional engagement and that established business, how does that start? 
in reference to the BRE visits, is that correct? What you're asking? Well, I or think just I think both. If you're if you're checking in, obviously there's already a connection there. But like a business that maybe is wanting to expand, they haven't worked with us yet. Mm-hmm. How do, are they reaching out to you? Are you reaching out to them? Like how does a it go? A little bit of everything. Right. So the BRE visits a lot of times can snowball into um, a, a project conversation there. So that's another great reason why we have those conversations. Sometimes it's just cold calling saying, hey, I saw that you received this award recently from the St. Charles County Economic Development. And we reach out and touch base with them. And then we hear, oh, gosh, they're looking to expand. We can help with that. And sometimes it is the company directly reaching out to us or some of our local partners, whether that's the municipalities or some of those EDCs in the area. Um, We have really great partnerships and relationships with all those folks in in the industry of economic development in our region. So projects come from a little bit of everywhere. Gotcha. And when we're talking about those projects, can you talk a little bit about bringing a project to fruition? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the, the projects can kind of vary and mm-hmm. each one's a little different, but I'm sure there's probably, I, d- I don't want to paint it down to like, oh, we check this box and we check, it, check this <laughs> box. But I'm sure there, there's a course of action that you guys run when you do these projects. Can you kind of just give us a little bit of flavor of that? Yeah. Yeah. So you're totally correct that no two projects are the same, but we do have a process in place to make sure that we are dotting all of our I's and crossing all of our T's. You know, with state programs, there are a lot of specificities that we need to make sure that we are adhering to. I guess, you know, backing up and looking at it from a a big perspective here, um, say we have a BRE visit and we, in the conversation, it comes up that a company is looking to expand. We hear that they are looking to create some new jobs. They're investing some money in this. That's where our ears kind of perk up when we hear job creation and investment. Most of the time, there are some other (laughs) buzzwords there for us, but those are the biggies. And so we will kind of discuss their plans, make sure that, you know, they haven't, well, being very frank here, like violated any of the the terms of our programs and we'll move forward with getting them a proposal. The big thing with working a project that companies need to remember is that it's always best to bring us in as soon as possible. We're definitely playing the long game here with economic development um, and our programs. We have to be brought in very early to be able to help. And so from start to finish, there's no set timeline or typical timeline of like when we first hear of a project to when we see we get to go to the ribbon cutting that all is said and done. Sometimes it's a really quick turnaround, a couple months or whatever. And sometimes it's a couple years. Projects keep us on our toes. You just never know. Can you talk about that time frame? Like if it's turning around quick, I'm sure that feels good. Like, hey, we got that one done. Mm -hmm. But when it's taking years... Talk me through the kind of feeling or or the kind of hardships that I'm sure come through there. Because if it's taking years, I'm sure there's roadblocks that come up. There's things that you have to navigate through. You just tell us a little bit more about sure. that. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of the nature of the beast. Like we know if if we're working a project well, most of the time we're coming in early and we're we're going to be slow and steady in this process. Roadblocks come up sometimes, whether that's at the local level or um, within the business. It, it happens. It, it is what it is. And we're there to support the companies in navigating that and making sure that they can still maintain their eligibility to potentially receive some state incentives there. Some of them are really long. I'm working on a project right now that we've been we've been at it for over a year now. <laughs> and I think that's probably more on the longer end. I mean, most of them, some, sometimes they last several months, six, seven, eight months, whatever. But this, like, once we hit the year mark for this one project that I'm working on, we're like, oh, man, this one's been 
taken a while, but usually the ones that take a long time are some really big, significant projects that will make a massive difference in their community. So it's really, really rewarding to see them come to fruition when they finally do. Yeah. And I know a lot of these projects are kind of hush hush. We, you know, we want to work on them, get them to where they need to be before anything's talked about, but can you give any kind of examples of kind of what we're talking about? Like a project that took a a while and like, here's what we had to do to get them to the the finish line, or here's some of the things that, that made it take a while or anything in that regards that kind of puts it into context. Um, and I know a lot of things you can't, you know, are, are yeah. private or whatnot, but so one project that we're working on right now that we've been working on for a while, um, is with Boeing. So that's a big, big project. I know we had a not project announcement, but just kind of an awareness type release come out on that recently due to some of the incentives that they have applied for. So that one's, that one's been a long, long journey there. Boeing is a huge company, um, and really a major economic driver in the St. Louis region. And so we're taking our time with that one, making sure that it's being done properly. Not that things can't be done properly quickly, but there's a lot of moving parts there. And quite frankly, a lot of moving parts that are completely out of the state's control. You know, we're just some, someone at the table in, this, in the grand scheme of things. And there's a, a lot of details I could go into to say roadblocks or anything, you know, sp- specifics there. Not necessarily that there's anything going wrong with the project at all. It's just some things take time. And unfortunately, I can't really elaborate (laughs) on those details or for probably any project that we're working on right now. Would it be safe to say then that it could go slow because we need to make sure all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, everyone's happy that we're moving in the right direction, Mm -hmm. checking that we're moving in the right. Because it's, I mean, at the end of the day, even when we're talking about small investments, we're talking about a lot of money. (laughs) You want to make sure that that's handled very properly. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, every community is different in how they handle things as well. So the way that the city of O'Fallon works versus the city of Kirkwood, for example, like they're different and as they should be. So everything operates just a little bit differently. And we're really fortunate to, like I said before, have those good relationships and help the companies navigate some of that as well. Talking about Kirkwood and some of the other places, actually, I used to live in Kirkwood way back in the day. Yeah, (laughs) I went up to St. Louis for college. I was up there for about 10 years or so. And Kirkwood, Crestwood area Mm -hmm. was my stomping ground. But you mentioning those places and each little spot's a little different. St. Louis is a big metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of little areas. So, I mean, that's a lot of knowledge, I guess, for lack of a better term, that you have to go in with like, okay, I know that Kirkwood handles it this way. And I know that Franklin County handles it this way. That's a lot of like navigation that you have to Mm do. Yeah, we uh, we're fortunate. Across the state for DED, but um, especially in the St. Louis area, too. We have a really, really great team in the St. Louis area that has been around for a while and has developed some excellent relationships there. We know who prefers a phone call versus who prefers an email and who sometimes we just have to stop by and grab after a meeting or something to talk through and get some things done. So, um, yeah, it's there's a lot of communities in the region. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you briefly mentioned the, the team there in St. Louis. Can you Talk a little bit about that, just because I know it's it's not just the regional managers. Maybe in some places, there's just one or two, like the North mm-hmm. with uh, Sherry Schinnerwork. I don't know if she has anybody under her or not. 
we'll learn when she comes on. Yeah. Uh, but I know you have a team that you work with. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So in the St. Louis area, we're one of the the bigger teams on regional engagement. So it's myself. And then we have three project managers. Becky Wiederholt is on the team, Becca Segrist, and then to be determined who our third one is there. We actually have a day full of interviews tomorrow. So fingers crossed that we can bring another uh, powerhouse to the team because the bar is set really high. And the team, kind of similar to the question I asked about the project manager, what's like a day in the life of a team member of regional engagement? Is it calling, visiting? Is it on the move all the time? Because you guys are the boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. So a project manager's day-to-day is, I would say, pretty similar to a regional manager's. Um, The regional manager just has the privilege of doing all the administrative (laughs) leadership type work there. A project manager will go and meet with our community partners. So whether that's the EDCs or Greater St. Louis, for example, or those those cities, maybe they meet with the economic developers at the city level or city managers, there's Port Authority, there's all kinds of people <laughs> to meet with there. But of course, they are spending most of their time to doing those BRE visits and meeting with companies, talking through possible um, projects or working active projects. So it, it keeps us all very busy. Yeah. Uh, how many projects typically are, are you guys juggling at one time? I'm sure it, it fluctuates. but Yeah, it varies. You know, some jobs has like seasons that they're busy. They have the busy shopping season or whatever. We have busy seasons in regional engagement, but we don't necessarily, in my opinion at least, know when they're coming. <laughs> we don't know when things are going to ebb and flow. It just kind of happens and we go with it. I think, gosh, at any given time, we probably have roughly, and I'm just throwing a a number out here, maybe Mm -hmm. around 30 active projects in the St. Louis region. Now, how that's defined, you know, there's like super active projects that you're communicating daily on sometimes. And then there's active projects that we might be at a point in the the process where we're only checking in maybe once a month, but it's still an active project. It's just in that slower phase of the period of time. Yeah. And I guess depending on the business or, or type of project, whether it's an expansion or, or what have you, the amount of work for that business could fluctuate where like, hey, it's a small business, but they need a lot mm-hmm. and it's very involved and a big business like, hey, uh, we just need a little bit from you guys. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as involved, you know, so I guess the the level of commitment to a project can vary as well. Sure, definitely. And depending on where the project is sourced from, a lot of times we will um, have our local partners pull us in on a project that they came across. And other times we have a BRE visit, for example, and a project comes out of that, then we're the lead on that project and we would be pulling in the other partners. So there's a little different dynamic there depending on who's the I'm using air quotes here, lead on the project. But yeah, every they're all different. <laughs> yeah. Any kind of competition that you guys run into? Because I'm just thinking back to a Mopar episode with Sabash Alias. You know, they're competing with other states to bring businesses mm-hmm. in. Within the state, are you guys competing for, you know, economic development? You know, we want this project, but this local person wants it. It's, you know, I guess at the end of the day, if businesses in Missouri are, are thriving, then we're all thriving, mm-hmm. you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. But do you guys ever run into a situation where you're like, hey, we really want to work on this project and some other corporation or whatnot nabs it and works on it before you guys? As far as that situation, not necessarily because we all have our different lanes and what we bring to the table. So it's really more of a collaborative space there. Um, we're not competing with 
the local EDC for a project. We're working together with them on it. As far as projects being competitive with other parts of the state or even other communities within the region, that happens all of the time, all of the time, and competitive with out-of-state as well. Um, we, we see the whole gamut there. So it gets it gets a little tricky sometimes, especially when a, a company might be looking at relocating within the region. That's a little sticky situation, if you want to call it that, for us as the state, because we we just want to see the state thrive as a whole, ultimately. That's our perspective there. Of course, the locals want their individual communities to thrive. So sometimes we're in a situation where we have to navigate those dynamics there and make sure that that happens in a smooth way. And I think ultimately the communities as a whole, they see things the way we do too, with the, the whole rising tide raises all ships. If St. Louis County can't retain a project or a company, but they're interested in St. Charles County, they're right there next to each other and they're still going to share workforce and all of that. So St. Charles County doing well helps St. Louis County too. Can you talk about the what's being offered by regional engagement. And I know regional engagement itself is not offering, it's the department, <laughs> you know, the incentives like Missouri Works and things of that nature. I guess the um, the package that we're bringing saying, this is what we can give you. Sure. So how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you need. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of programs at the state that we can bring to the table. Again, I've broken record. It depends on the company and the project, what we're looking at. Like you mentioned, Missouri Works, Missouri One Start, those are probably the two like most commonly talked about programs. They fit a lot of the projects that we work. The sales tax exemption for manufacturers, that's something we find ourselves talking about a lot. Um, we have an internship and apprenticeship recruitment act coming this next year. That's exciting for a lot of folks. Some upskilling, like they're there's tons of stuff that we can bring to the table. It's just determining what the right fit is for that specific company and what they're doing. Okay. I'm going to throw an example at you and you tell me which, <laughs> which incentives you would pitch like sure. that they want. Let's say I'm a business, 100 employees. I'm looking to expand my footprint in the St. Louis area. I want to bring in more employees and I want to expand my product line and how much product I can get out on the market. What and then that's just something random mm-hmm. I just came up with on the spot. So what is the the package deal or whatnot that you would advise that person? Like, here's what we got for you. Yeah. So my big questions there, I would want to reiterate the jobs that you're creating. How many jobs? What what are the salaries for them? Are you covering some healthcare costs there? Um, we don't have to get into all of right, this right, for right. this hypothetical situation. Um, but those are some of the, the key questions we would ask a company there. We'd also be curious about the investment. And the reason that we ask those questions is because the Missouri Works program, it has some, some different categories to it, if you want to call it that, depending on where you're located, the amount of jobs created, the amount of investment involved. It's like putting a puzzle together. So we want to find the right piece where you fit in there. So that would, of course, when you talk about expanding hiring people and expanding the line, my mind goes to jobs and investment there. So Missouri works. When you talk about hiring new people, a lot of times training is involved. Got to get people up to speed with how to operate the new equipment or get acquainted in their new role. That's when I would bring up Missouri One Start. Great tool for training. It's very flexible and we have a great relationship with, not a great relationship, many great relationships with the local community colleges to help 
build out some training if the community college path isn't what they're interested in. It's very flexible and customizable. So if they want to bring a trainer in themselves, for example, into the into their company, they can do that. And so those would, of course, be the two that I would default to immediately. We could get into the weeds in the conversation and there could be opportunities for plenty of other programs. But just off the bat, your your hypothetical situation, those are the two key ones I'd bring up. Yeah. And I just want to give uh, context to the listener because we can like, hey, we have this whole bulleted list of stuff, mm-hmm. but how does it actually all work and how does it all fit? And I think just episodes we've done here and the people I've talked to, the one thing that keeps coming back that at least to me, sells the value of among the many values that DED brings to businesses is flexibility. Like how our programs can fit their needs and it's adaptable and it's not just, hey, sorry, you don't check the box because of all these very finite Mm -hmm. things. I think that's very valuable that we bring. Absolutely. And I think think companies recognize that and appreciate it. Obviously, we're, we're, the, we're the state here, but just because we work in the government doesn't mean that we don't care about our customers. Customer service is like number one at DED, as you know, but for the listener's sake. And you're right on the money there with things being flexible and customizable. Not every single program is going to be a mold it to what you need, but there are, we try to keep that at the forefront of everything when we're creating programs or modifying them or anything that we do. We're always keeping our customers, those companies, communities at the front of mind to make sure that we're serving them the best that we can. Two other quick questions before we kind of get into some, a little bit other stuff and I'll kind of ask them together. So hopefully it doesn't make it um, difficult to answer. Is there a common thing that you guys see from businesses like, hey, we're looking to create more jobs and how you go about helping them in that that matter. And is there something oddball that happens that you're like, hey, we have this great program. A lot of people don't know it exists, but it does this really cool thing if you're wanting to do X, Y, Z. Sure. I'm sorry. Can you ask that again? I yeah. had an answer to the first one <laughs> yeah. in my mind. And then I'm I sorry, because like, I'm asking them <laughs> together. I apologize. Uh, so the first part of that is like the most common most thing common. that you guys see. And, you know, so I guess the most common incentive or program that we offer to cover the most common thing. And then like the least or maybe not, you know, sought after thing, but we have this thing that's like, hey, no one really uses this, but hey, we got it. And it does this whatever for your business. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of two ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. Yeah. Great questions. So most common, I think at least recently, the most common thing that I've heard when I'm having these initial meetings with companies, when they call and say, Hey, we're, we have a project coming. We want to talk to you. Most common thing I hear is we've run out of space. We've run out of space at our current location and we're, we're growing. We need, need to find a new location. And if we're going to find a new location, we're also going to expand this line or that whatever. They're going to invest in that new location to make it what they need. And they're going to create some new jobs with that. So that is majority of the conversations I've had recently. It seems like um, that that's been the case. And going back to what you said earlier, location, location, location. Mm, and, yeah. and I'm sure in a densely packed area like St. Louis, that can be difficult, I'm sure. Well, you know, everyone wants to find their own little hidden gem and they exist, but sometimes they're harder to find than others. So fortunately, we have some, like I've mentioned before, really great partners in the area. We at DED don't always participate in like 
helping them find that exact location. We're not always the real estate experts. We have some great people on our team who do really good stuff with that. I'm just saying myself personally, that's not my sweet spot there because we have local partners we can lean on there. So they do a fantastic job at helping kind of, you know, lay out, here's some options in the area. They're not real estate brokers like at St. Louis Economic Development Partnership, but they subscribe to some programs that they can pull some generic listings that might fit the bill and then the company can go from there. Gotcha. And then on the opposite end of that spectrum, like something that you're like, we don't really hear about this, but we had this great program that does this thing. Yeah. So the... (laughs) This one is, this is an interesting question, and I'm not quite sure if I'll, I'll answer it perfectly for you, but I'll give my perspective on this. There are so many programs at DED. I'm continuing to learn them every single day, which is fantastic. And even when I'm overly familiar with every single one of the programs, I'm, I'm never going to be familiar enough because that's just the nature of the work. I feel like I am constantly learning, and hopefully everyone views that as a great skill to have. So Yeah, we have these conversations with companies and I always love having another team member in there with me, whether that's Becky or Becca or sometimes Lori, our division director, or even Michelle sometimes will hop on a call for certain certain projects. And I love having other people's perspectives in there too, because sometimes I'll pick up on something and think, oh, hey, they might be interested in this internship and apprenticeship recruitment act that we have coming. Or, you know, Lori might her ears might pick up on something differently than mine did. And so there's plenty of different programs that are rare per se um, that we can bring to the table, but sometimes they're not a fit for all of them. They're rare for a reason. (laughs) Right. Gotcha. Okay. So let's kind of get back to kind of regional stuff and then kind of project related. I know you can't really talk about too many things in details when they're not public yet and whatnot, but can you talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that are going on, maybe something that's coming up or something that just wrapped up that you're like, this is huge for us. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of exciting stuff going on in the St. Louis area, stuff that has been announced already and stuff that is to be announced. So we mentioned Boeing, that that announcement came out uh, recently that they are working on a project. That one's 500 jobs and 1.8 billion dollars in billion with a b billion with a b so that's a big one that we're really excited now that one has not it's not all said and done and so typically we wouldn't be able to share that information but like i mentioned before due to the nature of some of the the programs that we're putting in place with their package some of those details are shareable at this point but it's still competitive all that to say so fingers crossed on that one i'm really hopeful because that would be just a fantastic investment in north st louis county too which is very exciting so Love to see that. As far as some other stuff, we recently had an announcement with the governor, which was very exciting for Clayco. That one's $50 million in investment and 400 new jobs. That one was super cool. Clayco built that um, the old Express Scripts building that they purchased in this project. So they built that initially, and they are going to be making some renovations and doing some work on it to make it what they need. But I just thought it was such a cool, like full circle moment for them that they built it for another company and then they're coming back um, and are going to inhabit it themselves. So that one was really neat. Gosh, Watlow just had a grand opening for their ceramic technology center in Maryland Heights and St. Charles Community College just did a groundbreaking somewhat recently for their new regional workforce innovation center. And that's out in Wentzville. So big stuff happening across the board for the communities at large and for some specific companies in the area too. Any projects that stand out for you as like a a personal accomplishment or achievement or whatnot, not to 
to provide favoritism to one project or another, but just ones that you were like, this meant a little something to me. Yeah. Gosh. So I've been in my role with regional engagement. It'll be a year in March. And so like we talked about earlier, we're playing the long game. So I have yet myself as a project that I was a project manager on. I haven't got one across the finish line yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and my first project that I started working on, um, we're still working to get that one across the finish line. So I can't mention that one, even though it holds a special place in my heart. Um, but like I mentioned before, being a part of the Boeing one is really, really cool. We have great relationships with the the team at Boeing, um, and it has been great to build relationships or further deepen relationships with the community partners working on that one as well. So that one's that one's been pretty special lately. Okay. Once you get a whole lot of these underneath your belt, we'll have you back on. Sure. Give us some great <laughs> details. Switching gears just a, a little bit. When you're working on these projects, what does it take or what is needed to be successful in these projects and help economic development excel in the state? I've mentioned it a couple times. I'm a broken record on this too, but I, I am a huge advocate for strong partnerships. And we have a lot of that in the St. Louis region. For example, we have a committee with the World Trade Center. They lead it and we get to be a part of it, a BRE committee. And it includes the World Trade Center, the um, St. Louis Economic Development Partnership, the city, St. Louis our utility partner, we all get together once a week and just circle up and chat with each other about BRE visits and and other stuff that we need to be aware of. That we've heard when we meet with companies that in another state, they would have a similar conversation and it would take them seven different meetings to get accomplished in what we, our group, accomplished in one one one-hour meeting. And that's significant for businesses, saving them time, but also just the customer service there. And it speaks to just how much everybody cares and wants to see the region as a whole be successful. This always feels like a difficult question when I ask it, but I feel like I have to, is, you know, why should businesses locate or expand in the St. Louis region, or if that just extends out to Missouri in itself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I... Because I always feel like I'm putting someone on the spot. Yeah. Like, why should you come here? But I mean, that's kind of what we do. We kind of sell and like, this is why we do what we do and why Missouri is a great place. And yeah, you Absolutely. know, all So big picture, Missouri as a whole, we hear time and time again from companies how business friendly the environment is in Missouri. Um, you can go back to the announcement with Clayco recently and the governor and listen to their founder there talk about doing business in Missouri. And he just, he tells it how it is and how much he loves Missouri, how it's easy to do business here. And he's not the only one telling those stories. So Missouri is a great place to do business for a variety of reasons. I also think that the people in Missouri are fantastic. The work ethic in the workforce is like, the Midwestern work ethic is a, that's kind of like a phrase for a reason, you know? (laughs) So the people here are great. They care about each other too, which really speaks volumes because quality of life is super important. We have, you know, we can go on for another hour about quality of life and all the fun things that there are to do in Missouri, but I can default to uh, Stephen and the tourism team probably (laughs) to talk even more about that. But Missouri as a whole is a great place to do business. You know, zeroing in on the St. Louis area, you know, we talked about the the industry hubs there and the innovation that's happening. And it's not just like one little like bubble, like one little space downtown that innovation's happening. Like there are several innovation districts within the St. Louis region. 
So it's very exciting to go, you know, walk the halls there and hear the buzz and what's going on. And of course, we talked about location. We have highways, major highways going in all directions. We have the Mississippi River here. We have an international airport. We have a lot of assets in our favor in the St. Louis region to make it a great place to do business. Yeah, sold. I'm bringing my business here. <laughs> um, you mentioned the innovation, and that's something I hear a lot when it comes to St. Louis. You know, there's a lot of ag tech, a lot of tech sectors and mm-hmm. things like that. Why such a boom in that? Any kind of uh, rhyme or reason? You know, I think one of the key factors there is we have some fantastic well-established companies in the St. Louis area that are doing excellent work. And innovation and interest kind of flocks to that, you know, because those big companies there that are strong and established can provide support to those that are coming up in that industry. So I think that is probably a major driver. There's a lot of, a lot of um, drivers, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) success breeds additional success, I guess. A couple of tech places, boom, other tech places go, hmm, maybe we can do the same thing in the same area, I guess. Yeah. Perhaps. So before we kind of close out here, I just kind of want to open the floor to you. I know we've kind of talked kind of a lot, kind of went in a few different (laughs) directions there about St. Louis region, but uh, you being the the expert, I'll say, on St. Louis region, is there anything that we didn't cover that you think listeners would want to know, whether that's from a potential business listening or just the average citizen or a legislator, whoever might be listening. <laughs> um, I think more than anything, I just want to remind people that we, our doors in regional engagement and DED as a whole are always open. If people have questions about programs or the way things are operating through the department, we're here to answer questions. And we might not have the answer to your question right there on the spot, but by golly, we're going to figure it out. Um, And you can expect a follow-up phone call or email from us. So we're always happy to assist as best as we can. And don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Okay. Uh, So I'll just close out with talking about the department's motto. As you know, it's helping Missourians prosper. Mm -hmm. So in your role as a regional uh, manager, what does that mean to you? It means a lot of things. I think ultimately it comes down to, for me, Um, When I think about the projects that we work, many jobs that are created as a result of our involvement, and they're good jobs too. They pay well and have good health insurance coverage and all of that. That makes for a good quality life for our citizens in in our region, across the state, and really helps Missourians prosper. Yeah, for sure. I have just sitting here thinking about a million other questions. Like you said, we could go on for hours and hours here. Uh, But thank you for taking this small bit of time and giving us a little snapshot of the St. Louis region and regional engagement as a whole. And maybe we'll have you back on and we can do some deeper dives later on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside Eco Devo. We have great episodes coming your way every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe. Also, we want to hear from you, our listeners. Tell us what economic development topics you want to hear more about. This helps us fulfill our motto of helping Missourians prosper by bringing content to our listeners that they want to hear. Leave a comment on an episode or send an email to ded.communications at ded.mo.gov and stay tuned for more Inside Eco Devo.